this is Luscious Lou, and I listen to, I listen to, the, to the, comic syndicate. Syndicate. the Comic Syndicate. If you love, if you love comics, you'll be in bed. Listen to, listen the, to the Comic Syndicate. If movies, movies make you contemplate, just science, just science will commentate. Twitter, Twitter, communication, at Comic Syndicate 1. I was jotting in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the need for sex facts. It's more, it's more than any book can ask for. Comic, Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 2, oh, 325. I'm your host, Josiah Sapp, for the villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. This is going to be a long one. Let's hit it like we normally do this week. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 325. I'm your host, Josias at For the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. We have a long show, so let's hit it like we normally do. Well, we spoke about 100 episodes ago. 100 episodes ago, we entitled, I entitled the show, hashtag editing blows, episode 225. This week at For the Villain hits deep dives and rabbit holes, back to the future and back to the past talk, then goes through the Comic Syndicate Fantasy Football League 2018, World's Comic Talk, Comic News, Valiant Bloodshot Movie, Academy to add Oscar category for most popular movie, Transformers the movie to hit theaters for one night. I did catch that one, by the way, and got a fucking sick Transformers poster. Disney streaming service, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Sony Spider-Verse Talk, Craven the Hunter, Marvel MCU Films returning to theaters for 10-year anniversary, Festival, DC Extended Universe Joker, and The Batman, then finally rock some comic reviews, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 23, 24, and 25, Scott Liddell was a writer, Dexter Sawyer was an artist, along with Trevor uh, Harrison. And Ryan Wynn, uh, Alan Borges, Veronica Gindini, Phil Hester, and Andrea Perks, artist and colorist. I loved the fuck out of that. So very cool to rock those. And just that those comics in general were fucking sick as fuck. Now, four days after this one, I realized I used to work so much. I looked at the dates four days after recording that episode. I recorded episode 225.1, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, hashtag red flags so literally four days later after the comic syndicate this one was a deep dives and rabbit holes hashtag red flags this week at for the villain and rg flores discuss red flags and deal breakers in relationships and first dates then round off their own personal lists and experiences along with an article 13 dating red flags for women and do you women agree or disagree and what are your own personal list and experiences? This one was really fucking cool. Then finish off uh, with friends of the podcast personal list from the female perspective. So this one, again, like I said, was cool. I remember this one. This one was fucking fun because it was two dudes talking about 
red flags that we have on first dates, things we've experienced. And we asked also, well, we didn't ask, but we did uh, eventually. So uh, I came up with this or found this article like red flags for women, like what are terrible traits that you hate in men and not being a gentleman, not holding, holding the door open. But it was a good way for RG and I at the time to break down like, okay, are we gentlemen or are we just assholes? Now, granted, yes, I know I'm an asshole, but I'm a gentleman, like I'm a gentleman asshole. Um, so this one was cool too, because my coworkers that I still work with today at the office, uh, a lot, I asked all the females, like, uh, it was water cooler talk amongst us, you know, in, in, in our cubicles, like, Hey dude, how do you guys feel about this? And then little by little, the women in the office are chiming in like, well, I don't like when a guy does this. I don't like when a guy does that. And then I have to ask them just because I'm that nerd. Is it okay if I use this information? What do you mean use this information? I was like, no, I'm recording something on the side. And they eventually learned what what it was I do and what it is I do on the side. So they're like, no rock and roll. We didn't say anything terrible about men. We weren't men bashing, although they were men bashing. If you guys are curious about this particular episode, deep dives and rabbit holes are completely different than... The Comic Syndicate by far, and last week, if you guys didn't know, you guys should know by now, like, oh, fuck, this is not the Comic Syndicate. It's not the Comic Syndicate at at all. But this is what's cool, though. Like, I remember this one, like, so distinctly. It was fucking cool and fun. And every time I read these, I like to surprise myself, like, oh, shit, we did that. And it brings back everything. Like, I know exactly what we spoke about. So those are that. Um, Yeah, please find those. Those are fun ones for me to do. Fun, funny, corny, uh, very uh, much informative as well. But um, yeah, dude, I hope you actually – I'm going to continue on and it's going to go back into deep dives and rabbit holes in a bit. So the, the first shout-out, uh, huge. I got a text from Andrew Lewis, Delicious Lou. He's the – he's my intro guy. He texts me, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, turd, and twat. I swear all the time. I know when and where it's acceptable, but I don't always care. I fucking love you, pimp. This is still Andrew. I'm a cook at a diner. I curse so very many O's in this, so much because of the BS that goes on. You know what, Andrew? Number one, I love you. I miss you. Uh, I love chatting with you. Yes, being a cook at, at a restaurant, just working in the restaurant industry, is a weird sort of fucking beast. And we... It's okay. Look, I'm a sports guy, so I used to wrestle and play football in high school. So there's that locker room mentality that that you have, and it's weird because working in, in a restaurant and even working cook at a restaurant is a weird locker room talk. Like like it's a weird thing. It's a weird bonding thing. But yes, you're right. The, the bullshit we we talk is insane. And honestly, dude, even working that that industry, I stopped smoking for about two years, and I, I, I was vaping, and I'm still vaping, but I, I started smoking again, as terrible as that sounds, but like, it's a different beast, it's a different world, if you've never worked it, you don't know it, and you really don't fucking know it, so if you're a server that um, has never been in the kitchen, and because I cook at my house, is completely fucking different, I respect your fucking cooks. Um, so yeah, Andrew, thank you for the love. Next one after that. Look, this one's going to suck. Lynn Aiden's on Facebook. I've got four. I'm going to binge listen this weekend. 
poor you, but yes, thank you for the love and support always. And it was continuing on with your your shout out. She then gets back to post a fucking grip. Uh, Lynn, you wrote me a three-part movie, dude, like straight up. Um, but she continues and says, the jingle is odd, awkward, and awesome. Thank you, Andrew. I love it. And it does play over itself, but it works. I don't know still, okay, 100 episodes I, I entitled the show, <laughs> Editing Blows. Editing still fucking blows. I can't figure out that tweak on, on why the music, the intro when I play it, it's clean, and when I put it out on the show, it, it comes double feed, which is odd, and I don't get it. So, Andrew, I know you hit me up, and it's like, I don't know what you did to my song, but it, I like it. I love it. I appreciate that, dude. None of my my doing at all, um, but the fact that this is where this is just a great compliment. Okay, so I love giving you guys love, but when you guys – as as I don't want to call you fans, uh, friends of the show, when you guys interact with each other, it just makes me feel so good um, and gives you each other compliments like this weird uh, misfit community that, that I've been able to create is fucking awesome. So when you guys interact with each other and give each other compliments, like when I'm on the sidelines watching that is what I love the most and, and it's great to see. So. Thank you, guys. Continue on with shout-outs. This is going to be a long fucking show. Uh, Eric Lopez. Uh, and again, so this one is also going to go into it, and, I, and I'll go into it. Eric Lopez is me up. Eric, uh, got to tell you, I cuss a lot too. However, I didn't really start cussing in front of my in front of my kids until I felt they were old enough. When the girl was nine and the boy was three, there were a few I would spit out, but nothing horrible. Then I guess when I really started was when the girl turned 15 and the boy was nine. That's when I truly gave zero fucks. And this is the thing. I love you guys so much. I love how I can do a comic syndicate show for 45 minutes to an hour, then drop a deep dives and rabbit holes episode out of the blue. That's like a 22 minute episode. And as I don't get bitched at for like, that was too short. You could have gone longer. I love that you guys still enjoy the content, even though it's, you know, night and day between both shows and the the support that you guys still give me. Uh, I appreciate the love and support always, um, the way that you guys chime in and it's not like, why did you plug this one in? And would like, I really wanted comic talk this one. So I, I love you guys. Uh, next one's going to be this one. I haven't person I haven't heard from in a long time. Lupa Rosco on Twitter X, um, off of episode 318, she chimes in and I do, uh, plug and promote on Twitter every fucking day or X still every fucking day. I try to at least off of episode 318. I am a gamer question mark. I'm that fucking guy. Question of the week. I mean, this is now her, her tweet question of the week. Sadly, no one. And you heard the show, Lupe. Uh, sadly and oddly, same, dude. Like, I don't have many people I can count on myself either. But um, I know you, and I've hung out with you at, at a bunch of cons before, dude. And guess what, dude? You're hashtag that fucking girl, dude. Um, so I know you um, do a lot for your family, and you're that person everyone goes to. And I know it sucks to have that role where everyone goes to you for fucking everything when she hits the fan and when she hits the fan for you it's yeah i get that world dude because i'm there with you dude so don't don't 
Look, I'm just glad you're back on board, and hopefully I can cheer you up some more, dude. It's, you know, roll with the punches like we used to do, dude, and have a good time and fucking meet you at conventions again. Last one, shout-out, is going to be his... This is going to be a huge shout-out uh, to an old coworker in front of mine. So, dude's name is Jude Soset. Jude was one of the cats I used to work with at the second job I used to have way, way, way before COVID. So, it was a bar slash cafe in a movie theater. We legit sold Starbucks and alcohol along with, like, a few snacks and stuff like that. So, I was technically a Starbucks barista. I can and know how to make Starbucks legit drinks. Like, I can make them. And I'm a bartender, too. So on, on the side, that was my second gig. So out of the office, shower up, not even shower up, literally at the time was just head on straight over. Anyways, I just want to give you guys background on this. This is where I met a bunch of very cool people. So it was a Cinemark Theater, the coolest gig or part of the gig. You know what? The coolest part of the gig was the people I met. So Jude and, and everyone I'm going to mention right now. But I got free movies, which was dope. So I could show up to work early on a weekend and catch a movie before my shift or if, you know, if I got to watch movies after a shift and I had no life. So I was in a theater a bunch of times by myself watching a fucking movie, which is a dope fucking experience. Anyways, uh, number one thing, best thing about it was the people. This is where I met a bunch of fucking cool people that I miss and still chat with today. So Bruce, Art, Erica, Jessica, Marianne, and Jude. So just great people that I that I love, dude. So every year for our birthdays in particular, in particular, Marianne, Jude, and I go out for whomever, whoever's birthday it is to celebrate and just catch up over dinner. Uh, we usually choose and go, actually, for the most part, all three of us choose Augie's, which is down the street from um, from Disneyland, literally across the street, not too far away from, right, literally, uh, Anaheim Convention Center. So we go there all the time, and I just love these people, and this is where this particular shout-out comes into play. So it was my birthday last week, hence the deep dives and rabbit holes. Like, I have several banked up, and... I had Monday and Tuesday off for my birthday, and I just didn't want to do anything both jobs. Like, I don't celebrate. I don't like celebrating Josiah's. Like, that's just me, and I got to sleep in, and I got to see my baby nephew, uh, Johnny, and hold him for the first time, and it's beautiful. And I got to see him today, and he's going home tomorrow, finally, and, and everything is just so beautiful. And... um I didn't work a lot as far as the show and research and writing and, and reading and getting any information. So I'm like, fuck me. Like, I don't have anything. And past Josiah's, I always like to take care of, of, of future Josiah's. So I banked up some deep dives and rabbit holes. And I'm like, okay, should I put this out? Like, you don't have anything anyways. Yeah, what? why not put it out? So anyways, that's why I did it. And um, Jude and, and Marianne took me out for my birthday, for a birthday dinner, which was great. And again, th this is where this particular shout-out comes into play. Um, I, I love these people and I care about them. Whenever, whenever I get to see them, it, it, just in general, my friends, my family, I love catching up with and, and talking to them about how they're doing. I try not to ever talk about myself, but that's just me. You know, I'll, I'll let them know how I'm doing in my life. Um, 
but I, I would like more catching up with everyone. You know, I like to catch up with you, the person. I never want anyone to think as much as I work that I'm so self-absorbed and, and that just size doesn't have time for me. And so when you're with me, I'm going to give you all my all my fucking attention. But that's just me. Um, and again, on, on the side note, on top of that is like I'll also share with them like, well, I'm working two jobs and this is what my day consists of. And my when I say it out loud to people, it's, it's fucking bizarre because I do work a lot. And it always makes me laugh because I, I know that that person I am. Anyways, so... Um, I never got in my way to tell anyone about this particular side gig or project. And like, I'm still doing this. I'm still recording. Like, I, I've got my passion back again. And I just don't like to talk about my – I don't like to talk about the podcast is, is what it is. You know, it's just like it's something I do on the side. No one needs to know about it. It's just, it's just some corny, lame things that I love doing. And, and saying that, this is where I got – a lovely and beautiful and very unexpected compliment. So we're all catching up and talking and laughing and making fun of each other as friends and just beautiful, great dinner, good food, great company, great conversation. And we're all just shooting the shit and catching up and enjoying dinner and, and again, each other's company. When Jude out of the blue says, I listen to you at work and kind of threw me off guard. I'm a quick thinker, quick talker. And I, of course, said something stupid like, oh, man, thank you. I appreciate that. How terrible am I at it? And, and you know, that was just my, my response. But that was just my response. You know, yes, it was a joke on my part because I, I don't like talking about I'm doing good. <laughs> like, I like it. it I'm, I feel good again. I feel good recording. Um, but, the, but that's the compliment. You know, like I, I don't ever want to ever shove uh, what I do on the side down anyone's throat. You know, like, I mean, yes, I do. Um, but, Jude, you don't know how that was great to hear, dude. Like, you don't. I honestly don't know which any of my friends, if any of my friends in life, really do listen. And they don't really need to, quite honestly. Like, the fact that you listen, for whatever reason, and even Bruce, when we last saw him at Tarantina, that show, right before COVID, right before, a few days before everything got shut down. Even Bruce told me, like, dude, that was a really good show you put out. Like, I'm like, fuck me, you listen to me. Like, it's always nice to hear because I don't know who listens, like, in, in my life. So every time I get that from, from people close to me that I love and, and respect and appreciate is always, like, it makes me feel like, oh, shit, I'm, thank thank you guys. Like, that's, that's the compliment, Jude. And, again, uh, this is my adoration back to you, dude. Like, I appreciate it. So it was a great compliment, like, like the, one, of the, one of the best compliments I've gotten in a while, dude. So I, I do love you, and I do appreciate you, just like I told you, dude. Like, like I love you, and I miss you. Gave you a hug. Uh, love you, and I miss you, Marianne. Like, I do love you, and I miss you guys. So like I told you over dinner, and the offer still stands, dude, whenever you need me or if you need help with that, that favor we spoke about. Just let me know when I'm there for you, man. I, I love you and I miss you. Uh, thank you for dinner again. And, you know, I'm not going to mention what the favor is. It's just a simple thing. And let's get you fucking, let's get you rocking and rolling, homie. Like, I, I, I love you, dude. So uh, that's it for shout outs this week. I promise to give you all, all you listeners way more love than, than what I just did. It's just that spooky story talk has been taking up such a big chunk of the show this, this past month. 
I, I love it, uh, talking about it and sprinkling them in, but I still have way more that I can use, write, research, and talk about. Even drop some deep dives and rabbit holes about, like, right before um, Adam left the show, for the most part, when I, we were stuck in limbo, when the comic syndicate was stuck in limbo, I had stacks of, of, <laughs> of uh, spooky story talk things that I wanted to hit and dissect with Adam. And one, that was right before my birthday-ish. So I, I junked everything. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the comic syndicate. And this work I put into it, everything, this research I did, um, junked it. And now looking back, I'm like, fuck me, dude. I would have loved that research back. Um, but no, I'm not complaining, guys. Um, I still got – this is going to be a long fucking show. On uh, the next few shout-outs are just going to be things that I love and things people that I love listening to. First one is going to be the Weird Street Podcast with Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva. I was talking to Jacob this past weekend. Uh, it's a good show if you guys like – not even spooky story, but like it, it's more creepy vibe um, and not sinister, but um, – it's an interesting podcast. Uh, Jacob, I've known for the longest time. I met him. Fuck me, I don't know. Uh, online, I met him online, um, and went on. A, we went out on a first date and met up at Comic Con, uh, which we did, we did by the way. Met on Twitter and and cool cat, good hearted, good natured, good dude. Sounds great with his wife uh, on the podcast, but it's very intriguing. It's a very intriguing show. The last one was on the Manson like three shows about the the Manson trial and the Manson. Uh, murders and, and everything, which was interesting to me. And he did a lot of research, and he's like, "Dude, I'm going to have to move it to bi-weekly now or bi-monthly because it's a lot of research I'm doing." And he's like, "Dude, I when you do your deep dives and rabbit holes, I understand like why you don't do it every week because it's a lot of work." And yeah, just find them. Um, these podcasts I'm going to talk about right now, please find them and give them a try at least. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But if you do find these podcasts, hit them up, find them, and, and let them know, dude, I, I found you because of Josias. And that's all you have to say. Not, I found you because of the Comic Syndicate or because of Deep Dives and Rap. I found you because of Josias. And they'll know, like, oh, fuck that motherfucker. Um, that's just something I love doing and supporting. Uh, next one's going to be Oh No, Not Another One, hosted by Sarah Katsinas and Derek Krantz. Sarah, I love and adore you, dude. Yes, please. I love your deep dives idea and would love to attack that sometime, dude. Um, so, Oh No, Not Another One is a pop culture podcast, but they break down a bunch of topics from, oh my gosh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle talk three episodes was great. Uh, they did a one-punch episode. They did a bear season one and season two, the FX show. And they're good people. They mesh so well together. They complement each other. Uh, they both speak so knowledgeably about everything. And they're passionate. And so is Jacob. Uh, please find them. And if you guys do find them, send them some love on my behalf too. Like, hey, dude, Josiah loves the fuck out of you guys. But yes, sir, I would love to hop on board. Let's let's let's, let's go down that fucking rabbit hole, dude. Uh, uh, and Comic Center DS podcast, last but not least, Adam, I love you. Adam Hector Cornejo and Ben Davis host this one, the only comic book podcast, comic review podcast that I listen to. 
And um, I love these guys. Adam, I'm still so proud of you, and I love the way you guys work together, the way you guys sound together, the way you guys give, you no, each, give each other enough time to talk and say your piece and not talk over each other. And to see you... <laughs> To see how much you've grown as a host now, like uh, we were co-hosts together, I would always lead, but th- everything you did was fucking awesome, dude. Now I see you in more like, yes, you're all co-hosts, yes. And I heard the show when you were gone because of personal issues. And they're, Hector and Ben were still great together, but, like, you're that fucking glue, dude. Like, you're you're the fucking host, man. To see you be able to steer the ship, I fucking love hearing, and I always tell you, dude, I'm so fucking proud of you, dude, and I love you, and I do miss you. And we got a rock and roll on a podcast here soon, man. All right, that rounds up everything so if uh, shout outs normally take me 10 minutes 15 minutes it's gonna be a long show we're this late into the show and i'm done talking about people i care about and love hearing from so yeah this week uh let's see question of the week i believe actually it's gonna be a two-parter and i want to know this week is gonna be extremely cheesy and corny on one of them and then I really want you guys to think about this one. And hopefully when you guys do this first one, we'll put a smile on your face um, to glance back and remember it. And this is, again, really corny, but I'm like, it's kind of fitting. And these questions always come up from uh, my comic reviews, um, which in turn turn base into Josiah's experiencing something right now. And this one, again, always from the comic reviews, never, but it's good to reflect. And and I go, this one, I think, hopefully makes you guys feel good. Hopefully. First question is, as a kid, at any age, a kid, tiny little you, um, what was your favorite doll, object, toy, or stuffed animal? So, toy, growing up. um, Barbie, Rainbow Bright, um, She-Ra, like, like I'm trying to figure out the, the toys, uh, Cabbage Patch doll, like, what was your favorite toy, uh, doll, stuffed animal, anything that made you feel protected? And put this podcast on pause if you need to right now and seriously think about it. Hopefully in doing, like, I just this is the theory behind this. Hopefully it can bring up something that made you feel some, so comforted as a little kid and just like put it on pause and just go back and like oh shit i remember that toy i had when i was this tiny and i haven't thought about this in years and hopefully it can give you guys some good thoughts um and i thought that one was just fucking cool when i I thought about mine and then um yeah when, when was the last time you even thought about that second part is oh do i want to go through this who was your best friend as a kid and this one might hurt because I know that one in particular still hurts me. And yeah, uh, please drop a like, heart, thumbs up, and or review for the Comic Syndicate podcast on any app you listen to on, wherever you guys do. Uh, share their podcast if you guys can. Uh, I'm going to borrow this from another podcast I listen to. Uh, do me a huge favor. I don't know who's ballsy enough to do this, but if you guys can screenshot the particular episode where you're at, and I'm listening to this right now, and plug it, promote it, wherever the fuck you got. I know it sounds terrible. Plug it and promote it. No, please, like, share the fucking podcast. If you guys do your tick and talks and let people know, um, I literally just uh, 
created right before I recorded right now. It's a Saturday today. Right now I'm recording. Uh, October 28th, 2023 at 10.33. Um, I have Nightmare on Street going on in the background, uh, the remake. And um, yeah, I, I just... I, ha- I kind of have time to record, and, and I just want you guys, I know, like I said, I started a TikTok account because, Sarah, kind of because of you, and, and I did something this weekend, this morning in particular, um, I, I shaved my beard off, and it's going to make sense when you guys, when I drop this episode, and when you guys listen to it, it's going to make sense by the time you see the pictures, it's not going to make sense. Uh, look at the video on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys follow me there, follow the Comic Syndicate on Facebook. And, and trip out on the the change Josiah has made uh, to his face. It, I don't look any better, trust me. But um, it's funny, and my family fucking is cracking up. Like, and... Just watch it. Check it out. Um, so anyways, these are the questions of the week, and um, I want to put that on TikTok, that video that I, that I shared. This is going to be a long show. I love you guys. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is hey, Scott, this is Scott Snyder. Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic, comic Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. This is going to be the longest show I've done in quite a fucking while. Okay, a uh, spooky story talk. I almost fucking skipped over that. This is going to be long. Okay, uh, these last two stories are going to be easily explainable except one. Okay, so first one is my great-great-grandfather. Great-great-great-grandfather? My dad's grandfather um, was – okay, my dad's uh, recollection of this story he told us that was passed down from, from his grandpa – and um, so Mexico one day, one night, one evening after drinking at the bar, riding his ho- horse home, uh, riding his horse home after the bar or the, wherever the fuck they drink at the time, uh, the watering hole, whatever you want to call it. And so don't know the year-ish, but I mean, you're not driving home, but you are, but you're not. And homeboy went out night drinking and, and he's getting home, galloping on his horse in the forest in Mexico. I don't believe it was Texas. Um, but anyways, he's riding home drunk, drunk, dude. Like we're, this is, it's going to be explainable. So, uh, he's riding through the forest and he's all by himself night. Don't know what time, maybe two, three in the morning. And all of a sudden he hears a baby crying out in the forest. Homeboy's drunk. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And gallops to figure out where the baby, this crying, is coming from. And it's distinctly a baby crying, a baby's cry, <laughs> loud, just crying, echoing through the forest. Uh, my great great grandfather finally comes across it, hops off the horse, and is following the the baby's cry. 
and finally comes across and finds the, where the crying's come from. And again, my dad's story um, from his great great or from his grandfather. And um, he's like, oh my goodness. And in Spanish, um, like, poor baby. Oh my God, you're such a beautiful baby. And he said the baby looked at him and said, yeah, you should see my teeth too. Uh, great, great grandfather dropped the fucking baby and hopped on his horse and booked it the fuck out of there. Now, easily explainable. Great, great grandfather never got to meet you. Got to meet my grandfather and great. Uh, fuck, was it that grandfather? Great, great grandfather. You know what? I did meet him. Jeez, he lived to be 106. 103 um geez okay uh easy easily explainable look great grand great grandfather you were drunk dude homie uh yeah dude you were tripping dude you were just drunk like like that's it dude like it wasn't cursed the forest wasn't cursed um there was no evil entity sorry dude let's let's end it there right um that that that's one spooky story uh, second one is, uh, like I mentioned last, last comic syndicate episode, uh, my, my dad was a pastor and minister, dude. So, uh, my dad went to a theological college to become an, or, an ordained minister for the most part. My dad was a pastor, a preacher. My dad was a man of the cloth, my, although not, uh, Catholicism, but still a Christian church and again, went through everything. He went to seminars, everything like he, he, that's the college he graduated from. And, um, this one comes from a story straight now from my dad about his own experience. And he was a missionary, so he would go everywhere. He would go to Mexico a lot. And this one comes from Mexico because I believe my great, great grandfather's story, the horse, uh, one was, uh, in, in Texas, San Antonio area ish, and so my dad was a was a was a missionary, and they would go to Mexican. Oh, actually, fuck, every, they would go everywhere, literally um, across country as well, and they would go into these small towns that didn't know anything about the word and, and all this, and and talk to them, and like they would have an effect on them. And he said, like, the stories were just fucking nuts. And this one in particular was fucking nuts. Uh, they come across a town. And um, there was a, a lady that was that was possessed. And my dad has performed several exorcisms before in his life. Um, normally women. It's normal. I mean, his two that he's told us about. And I don't know if he's told the siblings more stories than just two, but like the the two stories he's told us about in particular are normally women. And just him saying like, no, mijo, like uh, we, they, 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 the townspeople had to tie her down with thick ropes. And even as the hermanos, the brothers, the pastors, you know, like, hey, brother, blah, 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 brother, 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 there, there are a bunch of Hulk Hogan's walking around. And um, he said all the brothers had to hold her down, and there were six of us, and we still could not hold her down. And we had to sit there and, and pray with her and, and do everything for Fuck, I think it was it was a good twenty four to forty eight hour time span, and 
that one always kind of stood out to me in a weird way because it's like, okay, I, I understand. And then once I understood when I was a kid, it's like, okay, it's just a scary fucking thing. When you get older and do research, it's like, okay, uh, how do you ex- uh, how do you explain the unexplainable? It is I guess where I'm coming from, and um, I really wanted to dive more into this. And this is the end of spooky story talk. Like by the time I drop this, dude, I like what do you guys believe in or not believe in? Do you guys believe in science? Do you guys believe in religion at all? Do you guys believe in UFOs? Do you guys believe in spirits? Good or bad do you guys believe in entities good or bad do you guys just believe in history like no it's all all that's bullshit um do you guys believe in dinosaurs do you guys even saying that do you guys believe in history the history of the earth the history of the cosmos uh, the big bang theory those those things do you guys believe in curses do you guys believe in witch doctors do you guys believe in black magic and also, do you guys believe in reincarnation? Like, um, my best friend believes um, in all these things minus um, hypnosis, which is odd and baffling to me. And we always talk about it, and she just doesn't believe it. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand. But what do you guys believe in? And that's the biggest fucking thing is there's no right and no wrong. And I'm not going to persecute anyone, even though my beliefs aren't my beliefs anymore, anymore. And that's odd and fucked up to say. And maybe that is the trick or treat on my life behind everything I've experienced and seen in my life. Like, I I don't know, but I'm, I know it doesn't make me a terrible person to not believe in any of these things. But all these things I've just mentioned, I do believe in, for the most part now, minus one of these things um but anyways it's a weird thing uh, that's it for spooky story talk i hope <sighs> i got way more to talk about uh give me a few i'll be right back with some comic talk hey this is, hey, this is scott snyder i'm writing all-star batman uh, this year and you're listening to the comic syndicate i'm mitch garrett the artist and sheriff of babylon i'm tom king the writer of sheriff of babylon and you're listening to the comic comic syndicate this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, and we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. All right, guys. Welcome back to some comic talk. Um, everything's getting axed because I'm going to go through these as quickly as I can. First review is going to be from Image Comics. It's going to be Universal Monsters Dracula number one. James Tinian the fourth is the writer. Martin Simmons is the artist. Russ Rutten is the letterer. Uh, this is pretty much starts off with Renfield talking to a man asking uh, Renfield where he gets his particular abilities from. So Renfield's, where he's quick to answer that he can't just give away his or his master's secrets. But in turn, telling uh, this gentleman that's asking these questions that he was promised by his master 
all the small creatures that are left. Um, so this one is just a very, very much a visual comic book, uh, considering Tinian loves to write and loves dialogue and, and conversation <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, just lots of fucking dialogue. But, um, the art is very dope in this. It's oddly from Tinian, very little dialogue and it actually moves the story along that much quicker, which is nice. Um, so if you like art and very little dialogue, this is nice. Like the art's beautiful. And like I said, the art minus the small dialogue helps the story move along rather quickly, which, which is nice to see. So if you're into vampires and especially Dracula, it's worth checking out. Um, the out, the art again is, is dark, but beautiful to me. So if you guys don't buy this, it, it's, this one's more of a universal Dracula. So it has that old timey feel to it. Uh, pull up universal monsters, Dracula, number one image comics, and, uh, it's worth checking out. So if you like creepy, creepy. Next one is going to be an IDW title. Uh, this one I've been reviewing and have been enjoying. Bryn Moore, number four. Steve Niles is the writer. Damien Worm is the artist. Uh, Elisa Zerno is the art assistant. So the main character is Mark. Now he arrives with his daughter Sophie uh, throughout the first few issues is trying to get her over with him because the mom is drunk and a loser and never has time for the daughter. Anyways, um, so now they get to their their home or this uh, spot, this this old church that Mark is working on to make it become his home. Uh, they get home to men that have been fucking with Mark since he's been back into this town. So he starts getting attacked. His dog that he found comes to save him, and, and Mark is able to pull up, grab one of the shotguns from the men to ward off the other ones and, and get them out and away. So once... Um, once the men leave that are there, Mark's librarian friend is waiting for him, comes out of the, the bungalow uh, he has, his Winnebago he has, and tell him what's been going on around the island now. And this is where they all meet Bryn Moore now. And uh, so Bryn Moore walks out of the church, and um, this is where we get a dialogue. So the daughter just showed up, gets introduced to Bryn Moore for the first time. Uh, Mark's friend, uh, the librarian girl, has never met Bryn Moore before. And so it's all four of them meeting now for the first time together for the most part. And Bryn Moore says and tells them, like, what are you? What's going on? He's like, and this is his response. Your family was responsible for many deaths and years of horror. Now you have resurrected me and reignited the curse. As next pages and panels are all of all the chaos and deaths, killings that are going on around the, the island now. And then Mark finally asks Bryn Moore, what are they? He answers the dead buried beneath the sea. Can they be killed? They only sleep. Then they ask Bryn Moore if he can do anything to stop these creatures. And Bryn Moore tells him that he's power, powerless unless um, the warlock is able to give him his powers back. So the sarcophagus that Bryn Moore was initially in, um, now that, that Mark broke on a drunken stupor, um, the... the the daughter, Sophie, Mark, and the, the uh, librarian are now working to piece back the sarcophagus to uh, – so Bryn Moore can gain his powers back, I guess. And they finally get all the pieces together, and it uh, it glows briefly. And then Bryn Moore walks up to Mark, slightly cuts his hand, and says, now try it like this. So – uh, Mark's uh, great-great-grandfather. Fuck. It's great-great-grandfather talk today. And um, 
he with his blood he's able to open and create this essence this aura to give um Bryn Moore some sort of uh, abilities back up and it looks like he's amping up a little bit i really dig this title it's a quick read and it's a it's a horror story so it's worth checking out i've been enjoying it the art's great so and it's a quick fucking read so please check this one out Last title is going to be Kill Your Darlings. Number two in Image Comics titles, Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan are the writers. Robert Quinn is the artist. Love it. Jane, John J. Hill is the letterer and designer. Uh, Rose is the little girl of this story that lost her mom in a fire that she might have started in issue number one. So I'm just going to give you guys context. I'm not going to spoil the story, but it's really interesting. So this one starts off in the year 1700 in a cabin where it looks like um, – like Girls and women are, are literally using witchcraft to find out uh, that they are being hunted. So door slams open. Um, still very uh, Salem witch trolley ish, I guess. I, I, I know that's not a word. Um, so as these men barge in and continue just to kill the, these girls and these women in this cabin in the 1700s, they come across the, the final one that was hiding. Um, but apparently for mission number one, the beginning of that one, there was a girl that could not be burnt and they even say this. So it was about there. The men are about to shoot this young girl. They now get attacked by this sort of tree root. And that's pretty much what it is. We now see the girl glowing green and the men that were after her are now in turn being killed, impaled, destroyed, just fucking killed. Uh, the story then jumps to a page of, of a young Rose now um, in the back of a police car holding her teddy bear. So issue number one, the end, the end of the issue, the night her mother and, and her house was burnt down. And from there, it jumps. And it doesn't give you time time frame. So that was uh, the end of issue number one for the most part. Like she's holding her teddy bear sad, like distraught. Like she, she lost her mom her house. Like she lost her mom. Um, she has her teddy bear. Anyways, um, she gets taken down. And then it, now the story jumps to the year 2003 where we now see Rose in a facility. It's still kind of vague and not necessarily a psychiatric place for children, but an, an odd facility. So maybe this would help. It would help. I, I'm going to now give some dialogue about this. Uh, the talks between other girls in this in this facility. She burned her own mom alive. Holy shit. Dr. Jacobs put the new girl in the room with her. Yikes. I knew we all fucked up to get here, but this place is where they dump all the problem, quote unquote, children. And that includes all the fucking psychos. So now we see more of this, this place, what this place is and what they do to rehabilitate, quote unquote, these children. And these, um, they, they drug them the fuck up. So the next day, uh, we see that, uh, Sophie gets, I'm sorry, Rose gets a visit from, from an old childhood friend of hers, Elliot, and he's a little young boy she would play cards with and like kind of would tell him like, yeah, your imagination sucks. Let's stick with mine. So she was a dickhead to, to kid Elliot, but now like as teenagers now, uh, cause they were, they were elementary ish. So that's how much time has, has lapsed now. And, um, it's cool to see a friend, you know, help you out. It's cute to see this relationship and friendship that he's still there for her. Even it is to catch up and play some board games. And he even tells her he doesn't like what this place is doing to her. They continue playing and mention um, of still meeting that night. So um, apparently every time he goes over, you know, maybe let's say once a month, 
they always go hang out. She's, she's able to sneak out and, and hang out with her, her boy, her friend. And he's like, same time tonight? Yeah, okay, cool, I'm there. So now she's about to sneak out later on that evening. The new girl is in her room and happens to cause her some problems. You know, things things get really fucked up. So the young, her roommate now, quote unquote, uh, wakes up and she's like, oh my God, don't kill me. So she's all freaked up. She's like, just shut the fuck up. I'm going to bounce. But I'm going to tell on you. So one of those fucking people in your lives, I'm pretty sure we've all had one of those fucking uh, Karens in our lives before. Anyways, um. So she's able to sneak out, but uh, as she's exiting the the facility, um, the the sprinklers, the alarm sprinkler, the alarm goes off and sprinklers go off, and um, all the all the security guards come out and um, start trying to stop her. Now it's really interesting. Yeah, as as things start happening in with these security, it's very cute to see this dude. Um, an old friend of hers shows up to help her. And it happens to be her her stuffed animal Wallace that's there to get her out of out of this place. And he says, "Oh my God! Oh no, no!" So the uh, Rose says, "Oh my God!" And and Wallace says, "Ah, oh, he'll sleep it off. Don't worry about it. Now, come on, we're getting the bloody hell out of here." She's like, "Oh God, no! I've lost my fucking mind." Not so, dear princess. This is a rescue, and I love uh, how how this Wallace is. The way it's drawn, uh, the, the characters are drawn very real life, grounded like people. And in every time, uh, the, the pages of the animals, the stuffed animals, the creativity is very uh, fucking. I don't know. It's so fucking cute. I don't know how to say it besides that. It's so fucking adorable. It's like a little kitty show, and it just works with the art. And I love the artist because it's so fucking good. Um, so Wallace happens to be an Ella pig. Which, again, is fucking adorable, and it doesn't make sense until you read it and see it. Um, and Wallace tells her, I don't know what your life is like here in this strange world, but back there, I saw you build entire lands, create life where there was no- once nothing. From where I sat, you do you can do damn near anything. And he gives her a map, and she opens up the map, and it's the kingdom of Rosewood. Um, so... With with Rose growing up, uh, apparently the her dream world, her creative place, her safe place is getting destroyed by we don't know what yet. Uh, foreshadowing off of the end of first issue, whatever burnt her house down is something from her her escape world, her, her creative world that is now destroying her real world and and wallace is telling her like dude it's destroyed now so it's very cool like that's just foreshadowing on my part i love it i really like this title it's just it's issue number two dude i love the imagination and how original the story is it's very cool and i would highly recommend this particular style title if you're a creative it's very cool and you would appreciate it um so yeah I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. How quickly can I talk about this? Okay, favorite toy as a fucking kid. I'm going to give you guys two. Um, I, I don't... I remember Rosewood, and I spoke about Rosewood two episodes ago of the Comic Syndicate. 
is where I saw that floating head. So down the street from my elementary school, uh, Wilson Elementary, um, Rosewood was the proper street name of, of the place. I remember being four years old and moving in there. I remember my my grandmother, my dad's mom, uh, quilted me a, a, a blanket as a kid, and it had a rocking horse on it. And I loved the fuck out of that blanket. Now, on top of that, I also had a, a teddy bear, proper teddy bear, with a wind-up. So whatever, actually, whatever it was. No, that sounds like fucking Jack and Jack, Jack the Beanstalk. Uh, a Jack in the Box. It wasn't that one. It was uh, the baby Sleepy Time song. Fucking, I don't know why I don't know that one. Um, and it was a teddy bear. So Mr. Burns' little teddy bear it was what it was. Like, that was my favorite kid. It's four years old. Was was my my latch thing and my latch on thing, and so was this blanket, and the blanket disappeared. Don't know. Um, I, I kind of have an idea, and that's a darker story. Again, creepy story talk, spooky sports, spooky stories talk is over. Spooky story talk is over. Um, but I'll, I'll go into those stories eventually. Um, besides that, though, the the teddy bear also don't know what the fuck happened to my teddy bear. I think they thought I got too old for it. I, I don't know. Uh, after that, so I was uh, four years old for that one. Uh, so kid of the eighties, uh, my favorite toy, honestly, legit was Optimus Prime back in the day when they were, um, and I loved Voltron, um, the, the die cast metal. So these toys back in the day could hurt you. Like you can, you can fuck up somebody with these toys. And I loved He-Man. I, I loved my He-Man figure and he was probably number two. Um, and even Lionel from the Thundercats was number three. Optimus Prime was my fucking number one. Uh, the imagination I could, I, I had with with them, with him, uh, was cool. I can transform him and create my own stories and transform him back and forth. And that was the coolest fucking toy I fucking had, dude. Uh, so to see, to grow up with the cartoon first of all, and to have the toy. And again, the toys were made so. Awesome, like it was a trans fucking former, guys. You can transform it from a fucking big rig to a fucking trans to a fucking robot. Fucking cool. And to have the imagination to do it and and have fun with it. This this one in particular was probably one of my favorites because I didn't know at the time. And my dad would always do this. Um, I got it for a Christmas present when I think I was five, six years old. And it was a bitch for my dad to fucking find. And my older brothers, Moses and Jonathan, knew about it and under the Christmas tree. And it's like, do you want to know what you got? Yeah, I do. It's like, we can help you find out what it is. So they they helped cut a small, small hole in the wrapping paper. Not noticeable, but to the point where it, there was a small tear rip. And you can see it was Optimus Prime. And I fell in love with the box that was fucking wrapped up and i would play with this wrapped up fucking box like how nerdy how cheesy is that and i'm i have a huge fucking smile on my face as i'm telling this fucking story because that was that fucking nerd fucking creative 
little chubby bastard, and I loved the fuck out of it. So when Christmas finally came along, uh, not only was I still fucking surprised, but now I'm fucking ecstatic because it's like I get to now fucking transform this motherfucker, and we're, we're going to – motherfucker, the things we're going to do together, Optimus Prime, was was my favorite fucking toy and and again i'm still fucking smiling as i'm fucking telling the story but that was my fucking toy and i loved it um this is where it's gonna get a little sour now um so to to watch the cartoons and to uh when transformers the movie comes out and and for a kid to finally see Okay, look, uh, Daffy Duck and, and, and Bugs Bunny and in the, the Looney Tunes, you saw a cart. You saw people blow up and faces get torn off and you saw people get blown up. Uh, Transformers the movie was, was the first form of, of cartoon death. And that one was fucking heartbreaking for a little just like <laughs> And, and it hurts and i'm saying it laughingly because it's so fucking funny because now it's so fucking funny to think back at that that poor little fucking kid um poor little chubby bastard got your heart fucking broken like you saw you saw death as a candidate kid when you shouldn't have been like susceptible to that like that um but yeah just beautiful and lovely and gorgeous and that was my that was my favorite fucking toy dude optimus fucking prime I'm going to end the show with the second question. Uh, who was your best friend as a kid? Um, first of all, the chubby little bastard Josiah's kid. Um, shy. Uh, not cute, not funny. And, and just had no confidence, lack of everything. And um, imagine, minus ma- imagination. Um but uh very shy and uh befriended someone in in junior high school when when i did something stupid in junior high school which i'm going to share with you just don't have the time to do it right now i I don't need to burn 20 more minutes i was told i not to hang out with with certain people because i did something stupid (laughs) did something stupid in junior high school so i was i was banished like i was onto an island amongst myself um so don't know how the fuck it happened and sat down just somewhere with random kids and that's where i met jacob um that's where i met julio julio was the first one to accept me i guess and i was i can't say i was never a cool kid i didn't get cool till way later in life and i'm still not fucking cool now um and and introduced me to jacob I love you and Walter and Walter was my fucking best friend, dude. Like we hit it off. We were into everything. Uh, we can talk about anything and everything and, um, love, love, love the dude. Love, love, love his family still to this day. And, um, we would go to bat for each other dude like we would back each other up and we were the same same type of people like we were so cheesy lame and corny like uh we were into wrestling i was into comics he was not into comics that was the only thing we we differed from but we loved wrestling so growing up watching wrestling we we were into the same type of wrestlers and to to see 
the Monday Night Wars and to see Triple H and HBK, we would call ourselves Triple H and HBK. And the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, we were Scott Hall and Kevin Kevin Nash. Like, we were into it, and we loved the fuck out of it. Um, and we were fucking nerds, dude. So, high school, we both decide to, to join, actually, proper wrestling, like, collegiate wrestling. And that's where I met so many more cool fucking people. But um, Walter was always such a good fucking constant dude. And um, we didn't have a falling out. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but there was there was a weird falling out. Um, and, and honestly, I think it was started and it stemmed from uh, a long time ago, me having a girlfriend at the time. And. And I know it pissed off a lot of my, my friends because I was the first dude to have a girlfriend. And if I'm being honest, that's where it stemmed from is I don't have enough time to hang out with my friends because I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. And I never held that against anyone, even though they might have held it against me. And once we became adults, like we were able to, to talk. And, and once we became cool again, I know that sounds stupid to say like, that's when he got sick and, and got contracted, got, got MS and came. And um, he didn't want to see me anymore. He didn't want to see any of us really anymore. Like, he didn't want us to watch him. Uh, he didn't want us to watch him in that state. And heartbreaking because he didn't want he like he would do whatever he could to not allow us to see him. Um, so yeah, I, I still think about dude a lot, way more than I should. Like, um, even doing this, like Adam and, and I from time to time would hit each other up, like. Dude, if Walter was still around, dude, like, he would have so much fun with fucking us doing this and recording a fucking podcast. Um, and, yeah, Walter would be the first one that comes to mind. And then, honestly, Adam, you're up there. Val's up there. Bobby's up there. Uh, who else do I have? Sonny's up there. Like, I, I don't have a lot of best friends now but um there there's only a handful of them um that i know can still be there for me so it's beautiful and, and even the friends i do have now are, are friends but like this group of people these five people i mentioned like i i love you like i would take i would take a bullet for anyone it, it, like if i care about you but like you guys should know the difference between friends and acquaintances and I have a lot of a lot of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of best friends anymore. And um, I would still do so much to help out anyone. And, and Walter, I I love you and I miss you, homie. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. I'm sorry, I got really cheesy there. Um, yeah, uh, I'll catch you guys next week. And peace out. <laughs>